Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast, aka Double HMP. I am one of your hosts, JP, podcasting out of Southwest PA. And joining me tonight, as always, is my esteemed co-host, Carly, podcasting also out of Southwest PA. What's going on, Carly? Not much, not too much at all. What is going on with you? Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit tired tonight. I am exhausted. Yeah, I feel that, honestly. I had a pretty rough day at work. It was one of those days that just dragged on forever because you wanted it to end, so it just kept on going on. And, um, yeah, I'm a little bit tired myself, but we are here, and that is all that matters. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're here for episode number four, which is another movie. We took a little hiatus last week from Movie Talk. And, well, there was plenty of movie talk. That was definitely probably the longest <laughs> episode we'll maybe ever do. Uh, but this week we are reviewing a theatrical horror film that just came out this past week called The Turning. And we will uh, talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, that's that's going to be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it is the turning based on the turn of the screw, which is a novel, I believe. Novella from I believe eighteen ninety eight. You're correct. It is. Which a I memorized. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Thanks. So, what's new with you? Not too much. Um, as I said, I had a pretty rough day at work, but besides that, um. Uh, you know, over the weekend, I was kind of a chill weekend, so I did another little, what I call a horror hunting video, which is just like a rip-off of Out and About videos, but been doing those for my YouTube channels, and um, I, I enjoy doing those. I go to thrift stores and look for stuff, but of course, the thrift stores around here don't really have a lot to offer, so a lot of the times, I kind of come up empty, but um, that's kind of become a new hobby of mine, and it seems like something people enjoy on my channel, so that's what I did on Saturday. Didn't really have a lot going on, so figured I would do that, and I also incorporated some door dashing slash, or well, was more like grub hubbing into that, in case people don't know. That is, of course... That delivery service, similar to Uber, where you pick people up randomly, or you, you know, you decide to be like a volunteer taxi driver. This is like volunteer um, delivery uh, driver. Delivery driver, yes, of course. Um, so did a little bit of that for some extra money, and then on Sunday I went and hanged out with uh, Mr. Austin from the Movie versus Movie Horror Podcast, aka you know a friend of mine in real life as well. So. That's about all I've been doing besides just kind of hanging out and doing the usual, watching movies and whatnot. I noticed there's a train going on in your area right now. Yeah, there is. It's that 6.56 p.m. train. What are you going to do? Does that happen every 6.56? <laughs> it seems to happen every time we go to record or while we're in the midst of recording. So I, I noticed trains are super popular, unfortunately, mm -hmm. right outside my window. But... Um, yeah, that's what I get for picking a place that's not at all in a secluded area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I also did a little bit of dashing as well. Um, we do that from time to time, make a little bit of extra bread. Yeah, collect that bread. 
Yeah, and uh, I also I stopped at one of our. I guess it's not really a thrift store, but it's a used retro game and movie store. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Cash in Culture. Uh, there once was, I believe, five of them in the area. I think five or four. I think there was five. Yeah, and now I think there's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because they slowly but surely shut down one by one. And I was a little bit bummed that ours was shutting down because that I thought it was healthy enough to stay afloat. See, I don't know. I feel like for years, that's the thing though, too, for years, I feel like I would go in there and there'd be no one else in there. But since that was happening for years, I thought, Oh, I guess they're doing not that bad if they've been open this long, but yeah, it's a shame. I, that's what inspired my little horror hunting video the other day is because I also stopped in there after you did. You let me know that there were indeed a lot of items left that needed to be uh, sold. It was the last day, and um, I figured, why not go in there? Didn't really expect to find too much since, of course, they weren't getting anything new in. But um, I did end up buying the first four paranormal activity films on Blu-ray for a grand total of $13. So I thought that was pretty good. I didn't own any of those movies and uh, I've been wanting to kind of rewatch them because they're not my favorite, but I never thought they were super bad either. Like some people do. So um, I was kind of happy to pick those up, but yeah, it's a shame because that's like probably the most, you know, exciting store that we, for us at least that we have around here when it comes to, uh, secondhand DVDs and such. And the other ones are pretty far away, not super far, but like inconveniently far away for us. Yeah. It it bums me out because, uh, this is a story that I've been going to for 10 years. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually used to go to it with my friends, Abby and Bruce and Steven angel back before I even knew you before I even worked in the area. Um, we used to go to that one and the one in Century 3. Is there one in Century 3? Yeah, inside the mall. That's another one that's obviously closed down because oh, that, that whole mall kind too. of went under. Yeah, that whole mall. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not down. good with the locations and stuff. Yeah, we used to go to the Century yeah. 3 one and that one. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty cool store. It was called Cash and Culture. It, it primarily was a video game thing. Um, that seemed like what they focused on heavily retro games. Uh, and they did have a big movie selection too, as well as like action figures, sometimes comic books, um, shirts, uh, and a bunch of other, you know, retro themed things. Yeah. Uh, and this one in our area, um, it was really the only place to kind of get used movies. Um, and they would get a lot of the basic stuff, you know, like, um, Silent Hill or something, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like the, the basic of the basic things that you see everywhere. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, they would have some stuff that was a little bit more obscure, some blue undergrounds or some synapses or um, some like Italian flicks and stuff like that. And we went we would go to this one uh, and, you know, get get DVDs here and there. And 
they always had a, the sticker price um, was always about what it would cost online. But then mm-hmm. if you bought like three, they would knock $2 off of each title. So um, it would be a little bit under what you could get online sometimes. And sometimes stuff was way overpriced though. Like if there was something that was like slightly out of print, like, um, or even like sometimes I would see stuff that wasn't even like Manhattan baby or something that was like 10 bucks and, but it was like the DVD and mm-hmm. it's just like, that's too much for that movie, the old blue underground. But, um, I, I enjoyed, going to that store a lot we would we would go like i don't know maybe every other month or something like that because you got to let it have time to like rebuild stock uh yeah but we would get like anything that was like cooler more oddball and uh i actually would get i actually got quite a fun a lot of good stuff there and then like the regular catalog titles too would would be there a lot like i got um like all the planet of the apes movies like the newer ones i got all those for like six bucks on blu-ray and stuff like that i got a few 4ks there uh you know it it was cheaper than getting them new and stuff like that but um this final day i did buy some things um they actually had a dollar section and i kind of picked through that a little bit um which I know you didn't really look at it too much. I, I pretty much took mostly everything that was worth anything before you. Got uh, yeah, there. I figured. I figured most of the stuff would have been picked through. I looked through like one of them, but I already kind of picked my four movies, and I thought, eh, good enough. Okay, so here's what I got. Um, I got the Broken, which was from the third series of Eight Films to Die For. That was a buck, um, which I clicked those. I I I don't actually. I I I have the whole fourth season. But I don't have – I have about half of the first and then just a couple from the second and third. Uh, but I, actually, that, that might be only the second of the third that I got, which is the third is the weakest of the eight films to die for. Um, and then I picked up Darkness Falls on DVD, which uh, I actually like that movie. It's like about Killer Tooth Fairy kind of thing. Yeah, I've only ever seen like the beginning part of that movie. I never watched the whole thing all the way through, I don't think. I've always liked it. It reminds me of The Tooth Fairy, which is another movie that came out around the same time. Uh, and then I grabbed Lake Placid 3 um, because I had the first two, I think. So I grabbed that for a buck as well. Um, Komodo, which is a uh, like it might have been a made for sci fi movie from the early 2000s. I uh, grab that because I do like those movies. Um, not they're not like the Sharktopus versus giant tentacle Rex or whatever. You know they're they're <laughs> a little bit more serious. Uh, so I, I picked that up. That's a title that I've seen places a bunch, but never for a dollar. So I, if it was like three bucks, I wouldn't have bought it. But a dollar, sure, why not? Uh, and then I grabbed Scooby Doo and the Goblin King for a buck. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, I was dumb and bought Anacondas for a buck. It, uh, the sequel, uh, and uh, this, what is it, the Hunt for the Blood Orchid? Um, that is, I actually saw that in the theater, or in the drive-in, in, in the Brownsville drive-in, uh, back when it played with, I think, like, Open Water or something. I think it was Open Water and Anacondas. Um, so I actually like that one. 
but yeah, so that was a buck. But I, I was dumb because I already own it. I'm looking at it right now. I have a qu- that broken movie. That's not the one with the the cover where it's like the cut going through the nope, belly. That's from the um, Dimension Extreme line. Okay, I was going to burst your bubble and be like, you already bought that one too before. But Speaking of Dimension Extreme line, I actually got one that I didn't own called Hell Ride. So that was um, two bucks, I think. Uh, Regular five, um, but it was half or 60% off. So I think it was like two or something. Uh, And then I got... A lot of stuff. Yeah, one second. Uh, I got Cheech and Chong still smoking (laughs) because uh, me and moods were just talking about those uh, movies on a podcast, I think. And I was like, man, I really want to revisit all those Cheech and Chong movies one day. I know me and you watched the first one once. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not the first one. It was, it was another one. It was on VHS. It was the one where they like, take all that gas at the oh, beginning. It was Cheech and Chong's <laughs> next movie. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have that VHS sitting next to me. Uh and then I got Butterfly Effect 2 for a dollar. Uh hmm. which the third butterfly effect is part of the third After Dark series. So I didn't own the second one. I've never seen the second or third one, but I figured what the hell I'm going to end up getting the third one, so I might as well own the second one eventually. Now, wait, do you put the After Dark movies all together on your shelf? Yes. So what are you going to do when you get the third butterfly effect, like, on Mm, your shelf? Well, it will be part of the After Dark, and then butterfly effect one and two will be next to each other. That would bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, I got Survivor the... Eight seventh or eight seventh season, the Pearl Islands one. Um, that's been there for years, and I've always looked at it, and I've always considered buying it because I own the first three seasons of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that particular season, this th- there's a couple of seasons that are really cheap. The first, second, and I think, and like the uh, seventh and eighth or something are all really cheap, and maybe like tenth or something. Because uh, they used to release them on regular DVD. But then they started doing this manufacture on demand thing from Amazon. And they're all like 30 bucks like a season. So the other seasons are really hard to get. I have like one of the expensive seasons. But um, yeah, I'm a huge Survivor fan. Not a lot of people know that about me. But I've watched every single season multiple times. Um, and I'm super, super excited for the 30th season or sorry, the 40th season that's about to come out mm. next month called winners <laughs> at war. It's an all winners season, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm super into survivor have been forever. So I figured I would grab that cause it was normally like eight bucks and it was 60% off. So, you know, I got it really cheap. So you've looked at it every single day and thought one day this place will go out of business and I'll get it finally. Uh, no, but Ooh, okay. I did, I did think like, Hey, maybe I'll get it one day, but yeah, I, yeah, I would didn't, if I, I would have been fine never getting it. Cause I, I actually have like the Hulu and like most of the seasons are on Hulu anyway. So it's like kind yeah. of defeats the purpose these days, 
Uh, and then uh, I got a couple of Blu-rays, which were a little bit more expensive. Um, I grabbed Krampus finally. I only owned it on DVD, surprisingly. So I went ahead and grabbed Krampus finally. The um, the Michael Doherty one, uh, which is a good movie. We just watched it this past Christmas. Yeah, and I actually got it for Christmas from Austin, funny enough, on Blu-ray. So I own it too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I finally bought Piranha. <laughs> like, the not the old one, the remake. Um, yeah. The Alexander Aja one. Uh, I've like, I liked it when I first seen it, and I've seen it a few times and I've liked it. But I've just never owned it. It's like a catalog title, too, that you would expect to own eventually. But I just never, ever, ever owned it. And I finally bought it because it was like three bucks or something on blu-ray and then uh i bought the fourth kind on blu-ray which Mm -hmm. is a mockumentary um i remember hearing really bad things about i remember i wanted to see that one back when it came out and then i heard all this really bad stuff about it i know my friend martin really liked it really yeah but he's really into aliens and stuff so um i've always wanted to see it and uh I was a little bit iffy on it because I was like, I think I might own this. <laughs> do you want to guess if I do or not? I'm going to say you don't. I do. Oh. I own it sealed. Oh. So I bought me. a used copy of The Fourth Kind and a used copy of Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. And I already owned them both. Dude, that makes me sick. Like, Dude, I'm so I glad. keep doing it. I have an app on my phone that has uh, that you scan your barcodes and it catalogs your titles that mm-hmm. I paid like ten bucks for. And I don't have that. <laughs> I only have a thousand of my movies scanned, but that's not even. Cor- I, I'd probably say I have at least four thousand movies. At least I might even have more. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't have that much. But anyway, I have a lot of movies, and I only have like nine hundred of them scanned on there. So and not, and and mo- I think the I only have that, and then all my scream, all my like all the DVDs on my main shelf, and then all my Scream Factories. But mm-hmm. I don't have anything else scanned on there. So the pain uh, in the butt. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is super annoying. So yeah, I bought two things that I already own, but that means that you're going to get two things that I already Yay. own. Eventually. Yeah. I'm glad like it's, I feel like I buy so much stuff, but even then I look at my collection and it doesn't seem nearly as big as like yours or a lot of other people's. And I just, I'm glad I'm not to that point yet. Cause I'll be so mad when I eventually inevitably be, blah, 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 buy something that I already have. Yeah, I do it every once in a while. I did it again too with um Lovely Molly. Um I bought that uh maybe a month ago and I already had uh, it. Yeah, you could give me that one too. I hear good things about that and I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah, it's good. I've seen it's not like amazing, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so it's so weird, man. I'm just like how does this keep happening to me? I remember the very first time it happened to me, it was cursed. I bought cursed Wes Craven's Cursed, and I already owned it. Jeez. Um, and then I remember I bought 
Joyride recently or like Joyride Joyride three. Oh, I did it. I did it again. Again, the same the same month. I bought Cabin Fever Patient Zero. I already own that. It's always like dumb movies too. Yeah, which makes sense because they're forgettable. Cabin Fever three on Blu-ray. I already (laughs) owned it on Blu-ray. Yeah. See, it's not so bad if I buy buy it on Blu-ray and I only had it on DVD, then I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to double dip on this, but I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, so that the, all f- the, that was in the two-month span, pretty much. <laughs> it sucks. I'm tired of doing that. I gotta get this app thing together. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is rough, but um, but yeah, that's a lot of do you know how, how much total do you have there that you bought? Um, Movies? Yeah, and then do you remember how much they all cost, too, by chance? Uh, I bought nine DVDs, uh, three Blu-rays, and one season of a TV show. Dang. So, like, 13 <laughs> things. Um, I, let me, I don't remember. I was just curious. But that's, that's a pretty good haul. I think I paid haul. $7 for dollar DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say the Blu-rays were, like, three each. Three six nine, it was like twenty three, twenty two bucks or something. Don't you wish that like they would just have random big sales like this, and the place wasn't going out of business? Yeah, because if like, they, they would just do that, this like once a year or something. Yeah. Well, I always thought that if that place actually priced, because I know what they pay for this stuff, because I tried to sell some stuff there before. Oh yeah. And they pay like. Like I had some PlayStation games, which easily are you know five to ten dollar games each, and they wanted to give me like, like forty seven cents for all of them or something, and I was just like, yeah, no. But I'm like, you're talking about like hundreds, if not thousands, of markup. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, if they just sold them like a little bit below what they got online, like they probably would have done well. Yeah, I agree. It is a shame, but what can you do? I just remembered I actually bought my PS3 that I still own and still works. I bought that used there. Pretty sure I probably overpaid for it, but I really wanted a PS3, and that's where I got it. Brick and mortar stores kill themselves because they're putting stuff for online prices, which online is way more convenient, so people are just going to buy it online. Yeah. Like, when you go into a store, you want a deal. Yeah. I hope the other two stay alive. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because one actually, of them started selling VHS. Yeah, I do like that, but they're, they're a little bit overpriced, too. True. And then, um... Or wait. I can't remember. where. Which one has that retro room that we went into? That's um CD Warehouse, which okay. is pretty There's much like the same store. I think the ones at Cash and Culture were actually fairly priced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the ones at Cash and Culture might have only been a dollar, which is what you can get, you know, at Goodwill. Yeah, that's so. what they should be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're VHS, dude. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> like, I, two bucks max. And, like, maybe for, like, something rare, five or something. But, you know, it's like... People, there's not a lot of people out there like that are dying for VHS. Same thing with some of those DVDs, dude. Like, like okay, you have a copy of, um, 
you know, something like Fright Night on Blu-ray, the remake or something. Like, don't charge $8 for it. It's just <laughs> stupid. Nobody nobody wants to buy Fright Night for that price. Like, uh-uh. 4 bucks on Blu-ray, okay, we could talk. But, yeah, it, 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 it bums me out. I hope the other two stores do last. We haven't been to the one ever. Yeah, that one is actually in Monroeville, which we've been to a few times, but it's uh, a little more out of the way. Um, I don't think it's that much more out of the way, but we just don't really go to that area too much. And it's kind of a pain to get to, but we should go out there because I think I, I know actually the half price books. There's two half price books in the area and one of them is out there as well. And I've never been to that one either. I've been to the one that's like by the theater we just went to the other day, which was a new theater we went to, but uh, not the one in Moroville. So we need to venture out to that area more. Yeah, they might have some other cool stuff. We're going to have to do that one day. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that, that unfortunately our store died and now there's like nothing. Yeah. I wonder if there is. And they'll probably put something stupid in its place as they do in that town. But yeah, there's nothing. There's yeah, a pawn it'll shop. It'll probably in be like a fucking, or damn it. I'm trying not to cuss on here. <laughs> you're breaking your own rule. I know. You like scolded me and now you're the one. They're probably going to put like uh, O'Reilly's Auto Parts or something. <laughs> yeah. We don't like O'Reilly's Auto Parts. There's literally one across the street. I know. It just I, I made that joke because there's three auto parts stores in like a small, small vicinity. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, why? Yeah, the whole that whole area, honestly, they just keep they take out cool stuff and then they replace it with like either a gym, another dollar store well, or an auto parts store. Let's back up here because they did the coolest thing they've put in there like in the history of the place was the planet fitness that they put in there. Like that's, I love that place. Like, so that, that is a great thing that they put in before that. The best thing they put in was Taco Bell. True. Everyone loved that Taco Bell though. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I understand. Like planet fitness is obviously the most popular gym for people who enjoy working out, which I do not. I've never stepped foot in a gym, so that doesn't matter to me. But the, Point still stands. There's already like two gyms right in that area, and then they're like, "Hey, let's put in this gym." But I do understand it is like the superior gym, but still, I just want some cool stuff. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I get what you're saying a little bit. A little Um, bit. I just like they they do put like I don't want a Peebles or something. You know what I mean? Oh, that place is there is a Peebles and it's going out of business too. Actually, right now. Yeah, Shannon told me that. Yeah, everyone at work's been, like, raving over it. I might actually go there and try to get some fancy schmancy clothes. But, yeah, that's going out of business. Um, I'm surprised that place even lasted because it was expensive and it's just a random department store in the middle of a random area like that. But, yeah, that is uh, the summary of the town over from us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we did our town... Our hometown. Well, it's not your hometown. It's where your current home is, town. Yeah. But, like, it's my hometown. Um, We just got a sheets. Yeah, that's actually um, pretty miraculous for this area, I will say. And we got a Dollar Tree. Also pretty. That was something I was very happy with. 
because I like Dollar Tree. I like to buy, you know, the basics at the Dollar Tree. And it's a Dollar Tree with an actual freezer section, which I'm sure most uh, Dollar Trees have. But the one in my hometown did not have one. So uh, I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah, get your pizza rolls on. Yeah, I love pizza rolls. Um, Yeah, and they actually sell movies for a dollar. By the way, I did stop up there this past week and they mm-hmm. had nothing. Thanks a lot, Carly. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, they did. They were having nothing at that Dollar Tree for quite a while. And then I stopped up there the other day and um, they had a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays. And it wasn't just the same one over and over again, which is what they they had, like Assassin's Creed something. They had a million copies of that for a while. But um, this time around, they finally had all those magical Blu-rays and DVDs that people have been raving about. That being The Gallows and, like, uh, what else did I even get? Uh, I got The Thompsons. And um, there's some other cool stuff there, too. By the way, The Thompsons sucks. Yeah, I hear it's, like... Have you ever seen The Hamiltons? No, I think I've actually seen the Thompsons though before, and I remember thinking it sucked. But I was there, and I was like, "Oh, a dollar horror movie." The Dollar Tree yeah, the only I place still where I would bought it, but yeah, like if it's a dollar, I'll probably buy it no matter, even if I know it's horrible, just because that's how I am. And I'm like, I'm at the Dollar Tree, and I'm gonna get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah that um, that movie is actually um pretty bad though. But the Hamiltons is good. That's what I hear. That is what I hear. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Dollar Tree having movies. I mean, do you know where the right. Hamiltons is from? No. Um, it is part of series one, eight films to die for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never seen. Like I said, I never seen. I think I saw the Thompsons like on streaming years ago, probably when I was. I don't know how old that movie is, but I was definitely like in high school or middle school when I saw that. Well, and I, I was can like, tell you awful. that it's one of the first films I reviewed on 22 shots, like in one of the first, what we watch segments, probably within the first like three episodes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Must've been back then, then probably around that time. Yeah. But... Cause I think it just recently came out when I reviewed it, mm-hmm. but so, um, guess that's our intro talk what i would say so did you watch anything this week um let's see what have i watched watched a few things um i watched the beyond again you know falchi's the beyond um Hmm. that yeah you know um the falchi movies i've seen i will say i like uh that one however it's not that I don't like it, but it's probably my least favorite out of the ones that I've seen by him. But I still think it's a good movie, and I think it's got some good uh, gross-out moments and some good creepy moments to it. So uh, I do I do dig it for that. Um, then I watched... But it has such a good end. Yeah, yeah the, the ending is like disturbing to me. It freaks me out, just the whole concept. Yeah, I don't... Um... I don't love Falchi, but I was actually looking, and I do rate a lot of his movies like higher. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that the Beyond, I've only seen it that one time, and I liked it. But uh, I, I really like City of the Living Dead and Zombie, and uh, 
New York Ripper. Those are oh, and Don't Torture a Duckling. Those are those are my favorites. Yeah, I like um, New York Ripper and Zombie. Those are probably the best in my book. Um, but yeah, and then I checked out The Craft, and that was only a second time watch. The first time I watched it was with you way back, like three years ago. So uh, didn't really remember it a whole lot, and um, I really did that. That's I was that prepping movie. for the 1996 show. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But um, I remember I I was I liked it back then, but I didn't really remember many details of it. And um, I dig it. It's a solid, solid, fun movie. Um, I like how it's kind of like. It, you know, it's fun at first, and then it just like kind of turns really dark towards the ending with what all goes down. So um, that was that. And then I watched Ma. I actually rewatched Ma from last year because I got it on DVD as a Secret Santa gift, and I thought, what the heck? I've been I've been looking at it on my collection. I thought like I just watched this last year, but then I kind of wanted to watch it again. And I'll say I liked it just as much. That is a really good movie. It deserved to be in my top ten. And uh, gave it the same rating of 8.5 that I gave it, I believe, um, on the top 10. But yeah, Ma, that's a good one. That's one that I would rewatch a lot, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, uh, glad that it held up. I'm always worried about that with stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, I, dude, I barely watched anything since we recorded. Um, when did we record? I feel like we just recorded. Yeah, last week. What? Well, I actually, I forgot I watched Amityville 6 as well, because you were watching that in the background whenever you called me the other day, and I thought, I'm going to watch this again. And I don't like it as much as Part 4, but I think it's like a better made movie, but I think it's not as entertaining. Mm. So that's kind of how I feel. But yeah, I mean, we figure we only just recorded a week ago, so probably not going to get a lot yeah, of but watching when, in, was I it, guess. It, like, it, was it a full week ago, or was it less than a week ago? I'm pretty sure it was, wait, that was exactly a week ago. Dude, what the heck did I watch? What did I do? I don't remember I don't anything. I don't remember this past week at all. It's like yeah. a blur to me. Um, Yeah, I was kind of busy. Like, a couple of days I didn't get home until, like, late. And, you know, I didn't really watch anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, the, I watched fights and stuff, too. So, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I guess it was just a week where I didn't really watch a ton. Um, I watched this stuff for, um, like, uh, the podcast, like 22 shots, um, which I watched. What did, what, you got to remind me what I left off on last week. Cause I don't remember. I don't have a good memory either, but you have to. Okay. I will from now on. <laughs> the dude. Cause I'm never going to remember. What was the last thing I talked about last week? <laughs> um, did I talk about antichrist? No, I don't think you did. What was before Antichrist, though? Do you have, like, a list? Yeah, thing? Voyage from the Bottom of the Sea, which I talked about. Okay, then, no, I don't believe you talked about Antichrist, because you told me about it personally, but mm -hmm. I don't recall it being on the pod. Okay, so, um, in terms of my collection, going through stuff that I haven't watched before or opened, um, Antichrist was a title that I got to, which you might hear us actually talk about in February because it seems to be winning the poll that we're doing, which <laughs> we could talk about that in a second too. But um, yeah, the uh, that was actually a pick for 22 shots. So you'll hear that review probably tomorrow or the day after 
um, for 22 shots new episode. Uh, but yeah, Antichrist, um, Lars von Trier movie, uh, actually pretty, pretty weird movie. I will say, Mm -hmm. um, very, I could see why it has like a disturbing, it's like on the list of disturbing movies. I mean, if you've seen a bunch of disturbing movies, you'll probably be like, oh, that was kind of tame, but it still actually affected me. Um, so I, I definitely recommend checking that movie out. That movie is crazy. Uh, and then, um, I, I don't remember if I mentioned, did I say that I was watching the Amityville films last week? Yeah. Cause you brought up a uh, part four. Okay. So I did talk about part four then. Uh, I also got to part five, um, which is a, cause I'm going through the box set from vinegar syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, part five is, Wait, is that part five or is it part six? The 1992 one? Yeah. That is part six. Yeah, because part I got five, the Amityville Curse, wasn't included in the box set. Yes, correct. Okay. So um, Amityville 666, six, six, it's about time. Uh, I watched that one. Dude, I really like that one. It's 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 very fun. Um, there is, they get a cuckoo clock basically, or I don't even think it's a cuckoo clock, but it's a clock and, uh, it just causes some mayhem in the house cause it's a haunted object and they, similar to the lamp from the previous film, yeah. uh, it, you know, like the, uh, daughter gets all like hoed up and kills this dude she's seducing and then like the dad is going all jack nicholson (laughs) and he's like practically you know going crazy and he gets bit by a dog and his legs grotesque that fight is yeah i was just gonna use that exact word yes grotesque there's some underrated little gore effects in in that one so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's i I dig it it's fun it's i i like the amityville sequels it's Uh, got a great final line to it too yeah yeah And then, uh, I watched, I started the new generation, which I guess is the seventh Amityville. And I could see just right away. I could tell what you were talking about, how it just feels different. It almost to me feels like a, a, like, like how Hellraiser three feels from like Hellraiser two. Yeah. But, um, it's, it was, I, it was about a haunted mirror this time, but I started watching it. I didn't. I didn't, uh, I fell asleep last night watching it. Uh, and then besides that, I did watch some other stuff for the 22 shots, but I didn't own them in my collection. I watched, uh, black devil doll from hell, uh, which you guys could hear a full review on there. And then I watched, uh, tells from the quad dead zone, which also you could hear our full review on 22 shots of those. But yeah, that's all I got to. I really only, if you really think about it, I only got to like two titles this week from my collection. Um, but I, I do plan on, uh, hopefully watching some more this week, this next week. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, we met, I mentioned here a second ago that we are possibly doing antichrist on on the show or at least talking about it so um in february we plan on doing a double feature uh on valentine's day we're gonna get we're gonna get uh so those of you who might not know i'm kind of on a like keto diet right now 
which I've done before. I've talked about it on 22 shots. I think I've done before and I uh, lost like a bunch of weight. I don't do it like permanently. Like some people do. I just do it for like a month uh, and then I get off of it. So, uh, February 5th, I'll be off of it again. And then on the 14th, which is Valentine's day, we will be doing a, uh, double feature at Carly's house and we are doing dinner too. We, yeah. Stack. Yeah. We're eating some stack or <laughs> AKA steak. Yeah. Uh, we call it stack. Yeah, um, but I told you you're not allowed to have a stack. I don't understand why. Because you were not a good girl. <laughs> I can try harder, I swear. Okay, but as of right stack. now, no stack. Oh, okay. You can have a pork chop. I don't want pork chops. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> What? going on outside um because dude like pork chops suck they just do like that's so like they don't suck but in comparison to stack it's like yeah it's like eating a peanut off the floor versus eating lobster you feel i feel um yeah, you feel? so what what we're, we're gonna do like a dinner i'll be off of uh my diet so i'm gonna i'm gonna by that time, I will do a little bit, you know, I'll, I'll wean myself back into carbs and stuff like that. But uh, we're going to do some fettuccine Alfredo, yeah, some steaks, rare to medium rare. We both eat yeah. them like that. Yeah, I used to not, and then I learned. What's going on? You got like a fire truck going happening? I don't know, dude. It's <laughs> ghetto. I don't know. It's a ghetto. It is. Oh, jeez. Mute that. What? <laughs> mute it. <laughs> dude, that is so awful. You got like, uh, uh, you're like, got real life GTA at your house. I know, dude. I didn't like think about, I didn't take that into account when I agreed to rent this place i just looked at the apartment it was my favorite one that i'd looked at because all the other ones i'd looked at prior to that were pretty crappy and tiny and this one i just thought was awesome and then like i remember as soon as i got the keys and like i came in here just to like you know scope the place out alone one day i was panicking i was like oh my god my podcasting career is over you're like three blocks from a police station it's over blocks, the hill for two me. Two blocks, yeah, I would say, and about three blocks from a fire department, maybe four. Yeah, four blocks. I just look out the window and can see the fire trucks coming. Yeah, yeah and so. you're next to like a heavy train area, and yeah. Um, but so yeah, uh, and French fries and cheese or steak fries. I don't know. We'll do something. Uh, steak and mushroom. Like I can't wait. Like I want to eat that stuff now. Yeah, I love food. Like, I, I hope I never get really fat because I don't think I could ever diet. Uh, it's it makes eating great again once you like come off of it. Mm. But uh, so we're doing a double feature for Valentine's Day, and everybody's pro like we ask for suggestions, and everybody's like, "Do my bloody Valentine 
you know, original and remake because Valentine's Day, which is normally what most people would do. But Mm -hmm. we're actually seeing My Bloody Valentine in the theater before Valentine's Day. So we don't really feel like doing it, watching it again. We might as well do something else. Yeah. Uh, So I put a poll up. And if you're not in the group page, hop in there, uh, his and her movie podcast um, and vote on the poll. Uh, so the, I I titled all these. So we have a classic love story. It was um, Bram Stoker's Dracula and Phantom of the Opera, the West Crave or the Robert England one. Sorry. Um, have you seen either of those? Uh, yes. I've seen Bride of Frankenstein. Well, I didn't say either though. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. It was the first one. Uh, um, So, yeah, I I got together a bunch of movies that I thought fit um, either romance or love or something like that. You know, a couple uh, or just was set on Valentine's Day. Uh, And I paired them up in like themes almost. Uh, I had really a lot of fun doing it. And I specifically did this for our uh, Valentine's Day hangout. Uh, but I had a classic love story, Bram Stoker's Dracula and Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I was close. I have seen Dracula. I have not, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have not seen the original Phantom of the no, Opera. It's the Robert England one. Oh. Let's start over and try that again because once again, I wasn't paying attention. A classic no, love story, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Not. Not the original 1931 Bela Lugosi Dracula. This, <laughs> this one? Wait, the one this with, like, Dracula. Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah, I did. I have seen that one, actually. I own that one. Okay. But I don't really remember it a whole lot. I think and, it wasn't too bad. But. And then 1989's Phantom of the Opera, the one with Robert England. Yes, I've seen that. Okay. Why'd you have to make this con- Why'd you have to pick like two movies with a million, uh, you know, adaptations? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's because it's a classic love story. Whatever, dude. Uh, I, okay. Kiss My Neck. Ouch. Which is Only Lovers Left Alive in Near Dark. You really could plug in most vampire films because they all deal with romance. Yeah. Um, but I thought that this sounds like Jeopardy titles. Kiss My yeah. Neck. Ouch. What is Only Lovers Left Alive and Near Dark? <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've never even heard of Only Lovers Left Alive, I don't think. It's good. Uh, and then I'm Crazy in Love. Maniac and Maniac. Yeah, both great choices. Yeah. And then I Will Still Love You. I Will Still Love You Even When You're Dead. The Corpse of Anna Fritz and Dead Girl. I've only seen Dead Girl. I did not really care for it back then, but upon revisit, I might enjoy it. Uh, neither of them are about love. They're just about having sex with dead bodies. Yeah, so kind of love, like one yeah. ended love. Uh, you Take My Heart. And that is Texas Chainsaw 2 and Hospital Massacre. Hospital Massacre, I think, is set on Valentine's Day. Uh, and Chainsaw 2 is got the stretch and Leatherface connection going on. Yeah. Love me some TCM2. Uh, Brides to Be? 
with Bride of Chucky and Bride of Frankenstein. There it is. Yeah, I've seen both of those. I'll I love, love you when you're dead, but not in that way. Warm bodies and burying the X. Probably the one that I I don't I haven't seen either of those and really don't care to. <laughs> Me neither. Uh my favorite pick, Mac Daddy Love Brother, Vampire in Brooklyn and Death by Temptation. Two black exploitation ish movies. Yeah, I've never seen them. I never really felt... Well, I don't really know about Death by Temptation, but the other one just never seemed like something I would want to watch. Uh, this one I was hoping would win. Zombies in Love, Return of the Living Dead 3, and Cemetery Man. Yeah, I've never seen R-T-O-L-D-3, and I want to. Uh, yeah, me. T- I like both of them a lot. Um, and they both got really hot chicks in them. Both both movies. I said that wrong. R O T L D. Okay, go on. R O T L D three. Uh, a troubled marriage, vacancy, and the strangers. Both good ones, but I did that on my other pod. Mm. Freaky love connection, mm. species, and splice. Never seen them. Uh, they're both about like alien slash creature, human love, mm-hmm. teenage love. We have it follows and teeth, uh, teeth. I'm not sure necessarily fits. It kind of has like teen romance in it for a second, but it's like more coming of age, but I couldn't find yeah. anything to pair with it follows. Yeah. Uh, foreign love audition and high tension, AKA switchblade romance. I know how much you love that. I hate it. It is very pretentious. Uh, first love, the transfiguration, and let the right one in. I thought that was like a really good pairing. Yeah, it is. I always kind of compare those two together. Both mm-hmm. kind of, you know, more on the depressing, bleak side of things, but both very good movies. Yeah. Forbidden love, Candyman, and Get Out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'll love you in hell, Hellraiser one and two. Mm-hmm. which are two of my favorites that's what i actually voted for yeah. uh and then we have take my breath away valentine and lover's lane two valentine's day themed slashers and then i'll love you when you're dead necromantic and necromantic 2 yeah i want to see those ones i've never seen them oh god you're you would be in for a treat and then uh i'll love you even if you don't love me the loved ones and otis both good ones i've never seen otis but i've seen the loved ones and then the one that's winning right now which i i'm a little bummed for i'm not gonna lie that's art house love fest and the reason i'm bummed is because it's antichrist and spring now i love spring and i would love to see it but our Antichrist is, eh, I just watched it, you know? It's great, but I just watched it. Yeah. It was like the one film on the entire list that I didn't want to get picked. <laughs> well, buddy, as I said, we can just ignore all the listeners and go with our own pick. I kind of almost have a little bit of a backup plan in, in a way to get rid of Antichrist, maybe. Oh, yeah? um, because there's another theme that could go with spring. I just need to find something that fits with it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, so th- vote on that poll. 
Uh, if you guys would like, if you're listening and you're not a member of the group page, vote on it. It'll be up for another couple weeks because Valentine's Day is still pretty far away. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're, we're – and uh, there's actually a film that comes out Valentine's Day weekend, so uh, that won't be the main topic of the episode, but – uh, we will the this we will recap our Valentine's Day, yeah, in great detail. Yeah, so, wink, wink. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that is that. Hope you guys are interested in hearing our us do two of those movies, and then uh, yeah, I guess it's time to get into our main event, our featured review. But first. I have my own segment where I shall be reviewing the first adaptation of the story, The Turn of the Screw. Yeah, and I was going to actually talk about The Turn of the Screw and give you an opportunity to review the the adaptation that you watched. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't forget. Ew. I think you thought I forget. Forgot. Well, I mean, when you say, like, we're going to get into the feature review, I just, I was scared. Yeah, that... That, that's very fair. You're yeah. Making a, you're making a good point. All right. Um, but yeah, so The Turn of the Screw is the film that, uh, the, the featured review here, if you will, uh, or sorry, The Turning is, The Turn of the Screw is the novella that it is based upon. So The Turn of the Screw is a 19 or sorry a 1898 horror novella by Henry James uh that first appeared in a serial format in Collier's Weekly Magazine January 27th April 16th 1898 I cannot say 1898 when there's a 9 in it I just want to say, <laughs> say 19 yeah. <laughs> uh so uh, it appeared in The Two Magics, a book published by Macmillan in New York City, uh, in Heinemann in London, classified as both gothic fiction and a ghost story. The novella focuses on a governess who, caring for two children at a ro- remote estate, becomes convinced that the grounds are haunted. So... It says here that in the century following the publication, the turn of the screw became a cornerstone text of academics who subscribed to new criticism. The novella had has had differing interpretations, often mutually exclusive. Many critics have determined or many critics have tried to determine the exact nature of the evil hinted at in the story. However, others have argued that the brilliance of the novella results from its ability to create intimate sense of confusion and suspense within the reader. The, the, the novella has been adapted numerous times in radio drama, film, stage, and television, including the 1950 Broadway play and the 1961 film the innocence which carly actually watched in preparation for this very episode so what did you think of the innocence well yes uh much like all you said um the movie follows uh the story um i guess pretty well obviously i wanted to kind of read the actual 
story, but I just thought like, ah, I don't really have the time for all that. So I'll just watch the movie and that'll do it just, but it's the same thing. You know, a governess is hired to, um, look after these two children, Flora and Miles. They are, um, you know, they're orphans, their parents have died and their uncle is in charge of them. And, uh, she, you know, kind of has this interview at the beginning with him where he, pretty much says, like, oh, I don't really feel like taking care of these kids in a very, uh, you know, kind of roundabout way. And um, so they need, like, you know, some sort of figure to look after them. So um, they had one before, but uh, she um, passed away. And so this woman is hired, and she goes there, and uh, weird stuff starts to happen. Um, at first, it's just Flora that she's supposed to be you know, looking after, and uh, Miles is away at boarding school. He's not supposed to be back till, I think, like, the summertime, but um, he, they get a call from the school that he's being sent home, and, um, you know, she's a little confused because uh, when she meets Miles, he's a very pleasant young boy, much like Flora is, and, um, you know, just a very sweet kid, uh, charming in a way, and uh, it's just uh, very confusing. And then um, she just starts—I forget what her name. What's her name? Like Kate, I believe, or the main lady in the movie. I forget. Uh, sorry, I don't remember. But um, so um, weird stuff starts happening. She starts kind of seeing things going on around the house, and uh, just the way the kids behave is a little off-putting. So uh, she, you know suspect something's going on, uh, that the grounds might indeed be haunted. There's also a, um, I guess it's the cook who lives there as well. And there's actually some other people they mentioned, like a housekeeper and just, uh, groundskeeper, you know, people that tend to the house, but you don't really see them. You only see like this, uh, cook and her, and then the kids, that's kind of your main four characters there. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, I went into this movie. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it because it is an old movie, 1961, of course. It is in black and white. And I do admittedly struggle sometimes uh, getting into these older films. They tend to be a little bit slower and not a ton is always going on. But with this movie, I will say it does have its slow moments, but um, it's very, very good. Um, it feels a little ahead of its time with just uh, the creep factor. There's a lot of very... Uh, creepy moments and just visuals with like uh the way they try to make these ghostly figures i guess you can say um it, you know it's not really any effects just like what they do in the movie they they show you more than what you're used to like in movies like the haunting or uh house on haunted hill you don't really see a ton going on it's more like what you hear and this movie it gives you visuals so i appreciated that because it allowed me to get more into it and i actually thought it was pretty creepy um there's also like this song that's uh being sung at the beginning and it's pretty much a song from a jewelry box you know how you open a jewelry box and there's like the dancing ballerina and uh there's usually a song with it. Um, the little girl, Flora, she kind of sings it throughout the movie and it's just incredibly eerie and um, really adds to the atmosphere of the film. The film just has a fantastic atmosphere. And like I said, it does feel a little bit slow at times, but that's kind of just of the times. I feel like it's not really a big uh, miss with the movie for me. Um, but Overall, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, the kids I thought were actually really good actors, especially uh, the boy Miles. I thought he was um, really good kid actor. Um, and you know, I will mention like in this movie, 
Flora and Miles, they are very close in age. They look like they're probably eight and ten years old, which you kind of, it's a little different in the new movie we're going to be talking about here. And um, I think that kind of makes a difference too. But there is, uh, there's actually a few, like, I think it's happens two times. There's like a shocking sort of kissing scene that I was like, wow, I can't believe that happened in this old movie. And it's, uh, it looks very real and it's just, weird and kind of awkward to watch but um yeah i enjoyed this movie you know ends a little abruptly once again that's like a lot of movies back then kind of had that abrupt ending but at the same time i don't feel like the ending was uh, a miss or anything like that it wrapped everything up nicely and made sense so um yeah uh i give this movie 8.5 out of 10 Check it awesome. out. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, I know it played at the Hollywood once when we first, or it was going to play at the Hollywood once when we first started going there, and I was kind of curious on it. That sucks because that would have been really cool to see on the, the in the theater. I, I think. think we were just so busy. It was like October time. Yeah. Um, so other film adaptations um, include obviously uh, the or the Innocence nineteen sixty one. That's the one you watched, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, there was a prequel to The Innocence that came out in 1972 called The Nightcomers, which I did not know. Uh, yeah, I saw that when looking it up, and I'm actually curious. I kind of want to check that out. It's weird. It's like came out 10 years after the fact, but I'm curious on it now. Yeah, uh, Rusty Lamorande's 1992 eponymous adaptation set in the 1960s. Uh, and then you have a Spanish language one from 1985, uh, Presence of Mind from 1999, In a Dark Place from 2006, uh, and The Others from 2001 are some other notable adaptations. Yeah, um, I forgot, I wanted to mention too, this movie actually is in a way a period piece. I believe it's supposed to be, look like it's taking place in 1898 because, um, you know, they ride they use horse and buggy as transportation and just the way they're dressed. So uh, that was pretty cool as well. But um, as for television, there is one super notable um, show. Uh, well, 1968's uh, Dark Shadows did a storyline based on Turn of the Screw. But also uh, the upcoming second season uh, anthology series, The Haunting of Hill House, is actually doing their second season on the turn of the screw pretty cool yeah and that that haunting of hill house is very successful popular show um flanagan Mm -hmm. was involved in the first season i think he might be involved in the second season too nice i've never watched it i mean i'm bad with tv shows but that's pretty cool yeah. Uh, okay, so um, let's get into The Turning uh, by... What the hell is her name? Floria Sigismondi. <laughs> Sigismondi. I don't know. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so The Turning... 2020. A young governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after their parents' deaths. So yeah, same storyline. Uh, once again, you know, it's just a modern day 
adaptation of the turn of the screw and some starring of course uh finn wolfgarn i think is his name uh obviously he's most notable for being in stranger things as well as uh richie in the new it movies so um yeah he's probably the most known actor i would say in this movie and um yeah so what did you think um hated it <laughs> you know yeah. i've been very nice this past decade or at least like the past three years like i don't i feel like i feel like i've rated high for the past three years but like honestly dude i don't have time for this bs <laughs> like i watched this movie and honestly like i think you were into it more than me i didn't even mm-hmm. really like it to begin like, with most people main problem is the end i didn't mm-hmm. even like it before that were you just like bored with it i felt like you i i was um semi i i don't think i was bored per se i mm-hmm. thought the casting was um off i really didn't find kate um likable at all uh and i didn't feel like on her side at all the only person in this entire movie that i actually liked and thought was a good performance was the little girl mm-hmm. um who is flora yeah flora's brooklyn prince she did a really good job mackenzie Mm -hmm. davis is kate uh i thought was miscast i i didn't think she was a likable um person like i wouldn't even have hired her to take care of my kids she just didn't have like (laughs) she instantly has beef with the kids like you know what i mean and she like like as an audience we could tell something's up here but like she is instantly like kind of annoyed, and then she goes like it's like she's wishy washy. Like one moment, like she gets that call from the principal, and she she's like uh, you know trying to cover up for him, and then the next minute like she's not like nice. Um, and you could say that the kid's not nice, but it's just like okay, but like you still have to put up with a certain amount of not niceness when you're like watching over kids that you don't know. Yeah, I mean. I understand what you mean, but I feel like it's kind of, she feels that it's her job to, she kind of goes into the job not realizing, like, obviously she's put in her place by the cook, but she goes into it kind of feeling like she's going to be the foster parent in a way to these kids, and I think she's just trying to be, like, she's trying to, like, win their trust, but then, because, yeah, in that scene where she covers up for the kid, then she's, like, I think he has to go outside or something. She's like, oh, well, why don't you, you know, put your plate in the kitchen? And then he kind of gets smart with her. And um, that's kind of why she, like, turns on him. So to me, I don't know, that stuff kind of makes sense to me. It's like she's trying to be a bit of a parenting figure, but she's also trying to be cool with them at the same time so that they gain her trust. Yeah, but I feel like the cool part was, like, kind of BS. And then she, like, I understand in a regular, like, household, like, where you know the kid or like you've been around him for a bunch, like you're just now meeting them. They're not going to, they're not going to change the way you want them overnight. And you shouldn't even, that shouldn't even be, it's not even what you're hired for to change who they are. Yeah. She's just trying to teach them like manners though. I think. I just don't feel like it's her place. 
I guess. I mean, their parents are dead, though, so it's like... I don't even know what that's... a governess is. Is it a babysitter? Well, that was kind of the joke. She did make that joke in the movie. She was like, not since the 1800s. It's like, an yeah, I think it's pretty much an old-fashioned term for uh, like caregiver, living, caretaker. Like caretaker. Yeah. Like a glorified maid. It's a very old word, which I almost feel like they shouldn't have even used that word in a modern take on the movie. But, um, yeah, see, my problems are a little different. And I think watching The Innocents kind of both hurt this movie for me, but at the same time kind of helped it because it allowed me to be into the story from the beginning since I knew the story already. I was, like, kind of excited. Like, I wonder what they're going to do with this. And when certain parts were happening, I remembered... Because a lot of it is actually surprisingly very similar to, uh, you know, the original film. Um, my issue really is uh, the boy and the girl being far apart in age. Like, he's clearly 15 or 16 years old, and then she's supposed to be, like, 8 years old or 9 or whatever. And um, that just kind of makes it less effective for me because it's like, not only that. Yeah, but, but that's also... not something you would ever know unless you saw the other one like i never considered that like them being apart in age to matter at all in this story yeah to me it ma yeah i guess i guess i don't know like maybe i don't know how the actual story is obviously but in the original it's there's kind of like that kissing thing i mentioned is is like pretty effective because it's cringy because this little boy you know i feel like you don't really understand the underlying story in this either though you kind of said well i mean i i understand like the, ghost the story part. there was a guy who uh like took over the business when the parents died and he uh is he was uh attacking or stalking um the previous governess and mm -hmm. uh she, you know the the kid was kind of close with him but he was a bad influence and then the uh he um disappeared uh, and they, she thinks that he's haunting them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I get it. I just don't, I just think this movie's kind of dumb, honestly. It, it, especially like when you factor in the end mm -hmm. and I read the director, uh, said that she just wanted to be very ambiguous with everything and let audiences figure it out for themselves and didn't want to spoon feed stuff. But, um, this movie has such a generic opening too. I don't, you probably forget the opening, but the film opens up with the previous governess on the run from oh, yeah. an, like, so that kind of like ruins the ending in a way it, it it's bull is what it is. Um, and it, also is uh just the, the movie there's the, the it's very ineffective like i feel like it's half baked like the 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 dialogue between the governess and the kids i feel is only halfway developed um you have this very very generic like oh kids the kids are acting out and i'm here trying to do a good job but you don't actually get any like you don't know her like you don't know that like you just expect that she's there to do like a good job because that's what typically happens in movies but you only know that because you've seen a bunch of movies where things like this happen um but you don't actually see anything 
that lets you know who this woman is, that lets you know that she was capable of doing this or that she has good intentions. Uh, you don't see anything other than she visits her mother who's mentally ill. That's it. But that doesn't tell me that she's a um, good person or a capable person. Like, why are you on her side? Just because she's there and she I mean, had an intention to teach him manners? I mean, I think, yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of development. The whole thing with the mother, well, I thought it was annoying. I, that was kind of the only key that they were giving was oh her mother is mentally ill and she wishes she had a normal mother so I feel like she was trying to be a good mother to these kids as kind of her own personal you know redemption I guess or yeah, but she was a her- teacher isn't that an opportunity to give to be a mother I mean I get what you're saying yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying but I think it's, it's just a job opportunity I don't know yeah at the same time I just think that it's I feel like this whole, like, we don't know enough about her. She's very unlikable looking. <laughs> I, yeah, I, just I do think, agree with I, that. Like, if she was my nanny, I would think she was a B, you know what I mean? Just because she, she just looks mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I don't, I don't get, I, I don't get, like, the whole end. It just is stupid. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, it, I get what the like I kind of get what they're trying to go for but it's just like wow really in this movie like why See I don't like the whole end completely lost me there I don't know I was into it honestly up until the final act um like I said I feel like probably watching yeah, that like not not to be a jerk but like what were you into Well I was just going to say like watching the original movie I think it let me appreciate the storyline so I was kind of giving it a chance and I thought I just thought like oh this might actually turn out to be decent and um but you know the problems I had I I can't stand the cook lady the lady who looks like she's 500 years old in this movie either I hate how she's like you know a B Yeah everybody's a B in this movie Everybody. Yeah, like the, I hate that. Like I hate Finn, whatever Miles. I hate him too. Like I hate how he's just acting like that right off the bat because it's it takes away from any scariness in my opinion. I think it would have been better if he was actually a sweet boy to begin with, and then like started you know being a little shady and acting out a bit because in this he just seems like a bratty teenage boy really it doesn't come off as like oh he's being I mean, haunted I, I by a ghost i will say that his performance probably is decent because that's what he was trying to do and it does come off effective yeah um, but i just think everybody's annoying in this movie like kate um like whenever the girl can't like doesn't want to leave the, the yard because she has like ptsd about her parents dying because she saw it happen uh like they like, why is Kate so hellbent on getting her to go outside the gate? Like, the girl is, like, literally screaming bloody murder. Because she wants her to face the fear, and it's not healthy to stay in your house and yard your whole life. But it's also you know? not healthy to traumatize a girl, a girl you just met. A little girl yeah, you're, I- uh, you just met. You're not her mother. That's not a decision for you to make that early on. Like, th- this... The, the the scale in which she escalates to, like, I'm going to take over these kids is a lot. It just doesn't fit with me. I wouldn't, to me. If you just met a little girl, would you do that to her? I mean, 
personally know because I, I hate kids and I don't care enough, so I can't really speak on that. But I feel like I don't feel like it's completely unreasonable. I just think this woman's a little too ambitious and she's like, I'm going to go and make these kids lives better. Their parents are dead. They're, you know, alone in this house. So I'm going to go and try to the change them. Just, I think the scene was just poorly designed. Like you could like, like she's like gunning it, like just slow down and stop and take and like talk to her for a second. Like she's in the backseat, like flipping out, just stop the car and talk to her for a second and explain what you're trying to do. Like it, it, it just is hor. This is a, that was a horrible scene. I hated that scene. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have as big as a problem. I do know what you mean. It's like, because parent, that's like a bad parenting technique in real life too. When you just kind of ignore your kid listen, who's upset to try to make no, them listen. What? I was throw you into the deep end of the pool, kid. You know what I mean? Like I, my yeah. parents were hardcore like that. Like, oh, you want to do this? Okay, you want to you want to skip school? Okay, stay outside in the cold all day. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm my pap was very rough on me and I understand that. My point is this is not their, her parents. It doesn't make sense. Like I'm all for, you know, like dude, like my, I told you like my family would like tie me in blankets and stuff. And like, you know, like dude, like really like traumatic stuff to me, but they were my family, not some random human being that I just met. Yeah, dude, I, I think understand. There's a big I, difference. It, it just bugged me. I don't know. I just, I, I, I kept rolling my eyes at the, at this woman's actions and how she was like, okay, one minute I hate this kid, but the next minute I'm gonna play flash tag with it, flashlight tag with him. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, she's trying to get through to him. Like, yeah, is she's she gonna vent. I don't even Kinda. think she is by that point. Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, dude. Like, I think she is. I do. I think, because she took the job and she's like, well, I got to stick this out. I don't want to be a quitter. So she keeps doing little gestures. Like, she buys him that CD and then he's still being an a-hole to her after she tries to reach out to him about, like, his parents. Or, no, you know, what's, what's his so face? It's so bland and it's just like, okay, I've seen this a million times. Like, you're trying to win the affection of the bratty teen who doesn't want anything to do with you is just like lame and annoying like it's just nothing new it's not done in any type of interesting way all right well i will agree that the ending sucked that was uh like when the ending credits rolled i just sat there waiting for more movie to happen i don't even remember like the ending happened in a blink of an eye literally the way they filmed it just felt like they just like threw something at you and then the credits rolled. So I did not like that. I don't care about ambiguity or whatever. I don't understand the ending either. You said you understand it. I don't. Yeah, I do. I just think that it's dumb. Like I assume, like, I think I know what you're getting at. Obviously I don't want to say it, but, um, I mean, there's not a concrete <sighs> ending. No, but I, it's I, just like, like, I, gotta, I like... get, I, I think I see what you could interpret it as. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't do that ending if you weren't trying to leave it to say say that. But I, dude, I honestly didn't like pretty much anything about this movie. All right. Well, I so okay. Let's do ratings, I guess. 
Okay. Uh, I gave it, I, I like the grudge more than this. Um, I, that was actually what I was going to ask after we did ratings. Yeah. This is the worst movie of the year um, that I've seen out of the three. Uh, I just think it was a complete mess from top to bottom. Miscast. The, just I, the only thing I liked was really the aesthetic of the house and, and the, you know, the, building and stuff like that i found this movie a complete chore to get through um it was i was super bored i wanted it to end i didn't uh you know i was like half entertained by like like everything that was slightly entertaining was only like half in it it was just i i just did not have fun with this and by the end when once the end happened it even made me more mad i was just like this movie sucked like what is this woman thinking of um, ugh. I gave it a two out of 10. Holy F. Um, I okay, talked well, myself down. I was at a three. I talked myself down to a two. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think in my opinion, the grudge is still pretty awful. That one for me was just, uh, just a mess. So I can't say did you hear what you just did. You said that one for me was uh, uh, <laughs> that's the grudge <laughs> I grudged I grudged you did um, grudge noise yeah I don't know dude like this one wasn't good like I'm not saying it was a great movie I just didn't think it was that bad I agree it's miscasted but I don't have I really don't have as huge of a problem with the uh, leading girl as much as I do with you know the kid and the cook and all that like the little girl's fine too um yeah, she so, was great she did a yeah, good she, job she's yeah. very likable mm-hmm. Cute. she was casted well but yeah uh i give this one a 5.5 out of 10 <sighs> that's what i i'm in shock Ew. I, i'm not saying you can't feel that way but i am surprised that you feel that way I'm feel. I've been feeling like I've been coming, being came at, twisted this entire. <laughs> no, I'm year. like literally not doing that though. I I am just like very like opinionated about this garbage movie. I know you. I didn't realize you had this strong of feelings. Well, I mean, I've I knew you didn't like, like it. I've been trying to like not. I know. Lay out my full hand before we talk yeah, about it. I, like I mean, I know. Like I could. T- <laughs> I could just tell you seemed silent the entire time, and then after we left the theater, you were pretty quiet on it so i kind of knew that you didn't really like it but um yeah dude i don't know it's just not the worst thing i've ever seen i guess and uh, personally i would rather watch this than that grudge movie given the option right now i would much rather watch the grudge again like if you were like you have to watch one of these right now 100 percent the grudge no i would never want to see this movie again ever 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 okay it's horrible. don't worry little guy you don't have to it's horrible horrible and this year don't even get me started on this year it's stump month <laughs> stop it's saying month. that why <laughs> you keep saying it's dump month every time we talk about movies you're all about the well i'm just telling you you made a you're all about them dump months dude please for the love of god osgood perkins save January, just do, please, buddy. I'm begging I'll, you. 
I will be heartbroken, actually, if that movie is not good, because I think it looks fantastic by the previews, and it's one of my most anticipated movies of the year, even though it's, you know, just at the start of the year, so uh, I am expecting big things, or at least, you know, just very good things, at least better than these first three movies with Gretel and Hansel. Yeah. So, um, good old Osgood, I hope that you are good because next week's Gretel and Hansel will be what we're covering. Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, I I hated the turning. I am, I cannot wait to get the turnings taste out of my mouth and watch something else. So that, that is, yeah, that's, I, I just, that movie sucked. (laughs) Okay. I feel, I feel no hate. Like you were like, so what did you think? I was like, I hated it. (laughs) I know. I was was, thought I was exaggerating there, huh? I thought you were gonna, no, I just, I was shocked because you usually get into more elaborate thoughts than just, I hated it right off the bat. The first thing that I thought of, I was like, what did I, I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think it's fantastic. I just think out of the three dump month movies we've gotten so far, uh, it would be in the middle yeah. for me. Uh, I'm way much more liked underwater. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll say this. A lot of my issues were how I interpreted the characters mm-hmm. and the writing. You obviously interpreted it slightly different than I did. Yeah, uh, because I found all of it annoying and contrived and bull, while you just didn't. So I, I think that that like it's not egregiously bad in terms of like plot holes or anything like that. It's just to me, I just could not get on board with a single thing that this lady wrote about. <laughs> yeah, I really. My main thing, I just couldn't stand the teenage boy and how it was just the typical angsty teen boy. Um, like, I understand that it was supposed to be, like, like the haunting thing. what the hell did thing. he do? Just sit in that room with no TV or video game? Like, he's just sitting there with his stupid drum set, like, for a date? They don't go to school or anything? Like, what he the hell? He got kicked out of school. I know, but, like, what the hell do they do? Like, I just, it's weird. If this movie, sh- honestly... They should have made this a period piece. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't fit. It doesn't even feel like they're in the same world. And I get it. They're like high class and like old school, but it's just like, like, yeah, like that's why I said, like calling her a governess and having this whole setup just isn't something that is typical. And it, it feels like it's supposed to be a period piece, but it's just not. So, so it's yeah, I feel, I feel. All right, so that is it for episode number four. I hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you next time with episode number five, Gretel and Hansel. Yeah.